With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome in to the Lombardi Line on VSEN and DraftKings Network. This show, as always, presented by DraftKings. Mike Palm in for Michael Lombardi, who's getting a little bit of time away right now. Stormy Bonatoni with you, but always appreciative. You're willing to step in on these Fridays, which is the first of many Stormy and Mike Palm Fridays to come. Steph had an idea for a segment for us, by the way, that I don't know what it would entail. So we kind of have to work around the name. But the palm before the storm has a really nice ring to it. Now you have to make it make sense. Exactly. Not right. That's that, that, that is our task now is <laughs> figuring out what the hell that segment would actually be. Later we'll have, does palm have a qualm? Yes. Right? <laughs> We're, we, we love wordplay around here. Uh, that'll be fun, though. So we'll get into some, some long shot bets that we'll see. If it is something that you might have a qualm Did you come with, up with or if you want to fire on it. I came calm? up with a couple. I like the NFL, uh, NFL, NHL futures ones. Those were those were pretty good. We've got a few in there that that I think are good that will get yeah. your your yeah. brain thinking a little bit down the stretch. Um, we'll get into plenty of NFL obviously this hour as well. Lots of combine talk, quarterback news coming out that does not revolve around the first three picks in the draft. <laughs> but we'll have ESPN's Field Yates join us. Um, he's been doing a great job with NFL Live out there in Indy this week, and he and Mel Kiper are very much so into all of the mock drafts and potential trades and all of that. So I think that'll be a good conversation coming up. I met him at Radio Row this year, Field Yates. He's, he's like he's 18 years old. He looks so young. He doesn't age. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no, very, very nice yeah. guy, though, mm-hmm. and obviously super knowledgeable in this space. Let's get into uh, some of the news items, though, that have come out because we've heard from GMs, coaches, mm-hmm. now players all at the podium out there in Indy. And NFL Network's James Palmer had an interesting take this week about what the Falcons are going to do at quarterback. And there's been a ton of talk because we heard the quotes from Raheem Morris about um, they want to fit for the city in addition to the team. And that got a lot of people thinking about Justin Fields, who has already been connected to this team because it's his home, yada, yada, yada. Well, Palmer thinks a dark horse for the Falcons could actually be Baker Mayfield. What do you think? I hadn't thought of that, honestly, when I read that. I, I, I hadn't connected it. And this is another 
the coaching angles mm-hmm. that they re, you reunite with something, you know, stick to the devil, you know, and something that's familiar um, with with Raheem Morris and Zach Robinson uh, along that same angle with the, the commanders and Cliff Kingsbury and, and Caleb Williams. It's an interesting thought. I mean, they they need quite an upgrade at quarterback, right? They've built they've built this offense to have all these weapons, right? I mean, you, you so many top ten picks, and you wonder how they're utilizing them or not utilizing them, and a lot of that that had to do with the quarterback and and Ritter's inability to do that. Baker's interesting. I think he benefited um, in Tampa Bay from playing in a pretty conservative system. Uh, to having some good talent around him in a defense that could keep games keep games under control, um, and he performed well last year. Um, what do you think his arc is going to be? Is his arc going to be what we saw last year in Tampa Bay, uh, or his arc going to be more like the majority of his, his NFL career? Um, I would still lean against this. If you put a yes, no price on Baker to Atlanta, I'd probably lay a pretty yeah. decent four or five to one that that's not going to happen. And I don't know how this goes in with the city narrative of Atlanta and Baker Mayfield. I don't know. They got to come up with some of that soccer mojo where they got all. I mean, that, that, have you ever seen the Atlanta United games? They're they're not even that good of a team and they, they sell the place out and they're so excited. And then the Falcons yeah. games, they don't have that kind of energy. <laughs> Uh, it's the same thing in Charlotte. Charlotte FC. Oh yeah, like is a huge deal. They've got tons of fans in the stands. Like and it's soccer in the southeast, and it's it's so hugely yeah. popular. And, and it's supposed to be football. That's the religion. Meanwhile, you we also we saw all those pictures at the end of the year for the Panthers, well, and it was just abysmal. You no. could get tickets for forty five cents. That's why uh, David Tepper is now raising ticket prices out there. Great, good for you. Anyways, but no, I'm with you. I think Baker stays with the Bucks, and that's what a lot of the conversation has been. He's been very open about wanting to stay there. It feels like they like what they got out of him and if and it's just what you said if he's able to build on that and or maintain it versus reverting back to the player that we've seen a lot of fields by the way minus 425 right now at DraftKings <laughs> to go to Atlanta ultimately do you think that's where he ends up I keep saying what system bet best fits him and I think having a strong running game and a good tight end does benefit him the problem the read with- option game I feel like would be so fun with him and Bijan the problem with him is he takes so long to read the field, right? He's so long in his progressions um, that it's tough for him to be a, a great drop back passer. So you got to keep him moving and stuff like that. Yeah, it could be. I, I, I'm going to go off the because the next topics might be Pickett here in Pittsburgh, though. And I asked this to Michael when we were we were on the program. I keep thinking that Russell Wilson could, could land in Pittsburgh. I, I think that would be a spot for him. Um, He's a favorite too right now. Because of Arthur Smith. Because of what Arthur Smith wants out of his quarterback. And he wants a quarterback that's going to be under center. There's very few that do that. Russell Wilson is still an under center quarterback, a quarterback that that is a good at the ball fake, which he's always been throughout his career and uses that play action. I know Michael said he thinks it just might be he's deteriorated to the point where he's he's not sustainable, but he will have a job. I just I think this Steelers and Wilson makes a lot of sense. And at 225, um, it would be a bet I would make if I if I had access to it. 
Minus 225 to go to Pittsburgh, plus 550 to come here to play with the Raiders in Vegas, 6-1 to one to stay with the Broncos, which how how is that even in the six top to three one. That's missing two zeros, that, yeah, exactly. not one That's, zero. That ain't going to happen, no. but just throwing that out there. Steelers general manager Omar Khan, he deflected some questions about yeah. a possible trade, whether it be for fields or free agent target um, with Russell Wilson when he inevitably gets released because that's what's going to happen despite what the odds are telling us with the Broncos. Um, he, he said that he would look at every avenue, but he also said, and he made it very clear, they have full faith in Kenny Pickett and are excited about the impact that Arthur Smith could have on him. They also really want to bring back Mason Rudolph, and he talked about the competition angle. Terry Bradshaw said openly the other day that he thinks it would be a terrible idea to trade for Justin Fields or anybody else. He loves Kenny Pickett, loves his poise, <laughs> loves his competitiveness. But don't we also love points? Don't we also love a productive offense? Like Kenny Pickett's missing something for that group. I know everybody loves him as a person and wants him to have success. And they picked him as a first round selection a couple years ago. But I don't think that he has what it takes to get that offense to the next level. I don't think it was just Matt Canada. I think Pickett was a big part of that. No, I think we would have seen it already. And there's been plenty of Pittsburgh games that I, that I had a position in that I've been watching closely. And he just doesn't get you there. He doesn't get you into the end zone. He doesn't get you. Doesn't get you points on key drives. He's only thrown one. One. He's had one game with multiple touchdowns and 24 starts. One. We would have seen it already, Stormy. I'm not there with him, and and I know the narrative was great, the hometown and played and and all that, but it didn't happen. And I and I think they have to be willing to move on at this point. Another quarterback that is in the headlines, uh, Zach Wilson, <laughs> Albert Breer, good friend of the show here, MMQB Sports Illustrated, said one of his coaches told Breer on Wednesday that he still believes Zach Wilson is made of the right stuff and can find success if he can achieve a level of consistency that he couldn't get in New York. Do you believe that Zach Wilson, maybe a change will do him good, and if he is in a different situation, that he can still be a, a good NFL quarterback? No, I don't. I, I don't think he's a good NFL quarterback. I don't think he's a good leader. I think that leadership intangible that we talk about is very important. Um, and he has not shown that in New York at all. The same reason I think that Mac Jones failed. These guys are not, for whatever reason, don't have the maturity level to deal with obstacles that they have and a lack of success that didn't translate maybe necessarily immediately from college into the pros. And um, another guy with a lot of off the field issues. I think another team that needs to move on they took a shot I mean obviously a huge shot at number two overall and it didn't work out can a fresh start and people that don't have preconceived notions about a person allow them to create a different image of themselves sure I'm not sure if he's good enough I mean he had one decent game that game on that Sunday night against Kansas City where he actually looked like he was in command of that offense and they probably should have won that game somehow they let the Chiefs take eight and a half minutes <laughs> off the clock to go 47 yards with a bunch of nonsense penalties and stuff that that kept him in the game but other than that he really hasn't shown any flashes and he's had a running game with him as well that he hasn't been able to use as a compliment see and I would say he has had flashes he's mm -hmm. had moments but uh, what's that saying like flashes get you fired the, the potential, I guess, for you see some of those moments of what he could be, but he just he isn't that guy. And we, we haven't seen it. 
be consistent. He's four and seven in his 11 starts this year, had the worst QBR in the National Football League of the 30 qualified quarterbacks. And I know it was a tough position that he was in because a lot of things changed with Aaron Rodgers stepping in offensively. But when Aaron Rodgers is done, four snaps in, do you not start to work an offense around the guy that you have and try to play to his strengths? It's like they did that for two games and then it was out to dry. So I don't think there's a belief at all in him, despite what this coach said to Albert Breer. I think he's done. I think that he's going to be a backup or a third string quarterback in this league moving forward. And that's about the ceiling for Zach Wilson now. I don't disagree with you, Stormy. Um, the, the jets also, by the way, I, I don't think that this surprised anybody, but they have given Zach Wilson permission to, <laughs> to seek a trade. The offensive line though, is what they got to get figured out. They have to go tackle in, in the first round, right? Well, they have to, they've got to be able to protect Rogers. I mean, you're going to have uh, a quarterback that, that has very limited mobility here that you've staked your future to. And it's the same thing we said in Cincinnati with Burrow. If you can't protect him, he's no good. The numbers, one of the worst in the NFL last year, as we know just with our eye test, but a pass block win rate of 50% that led them to allowing pressure on 35% of dropbacks, fifth highest rate in the league, which in turn led to their quarterbacks being sacked on dropbacks at the fourth highest rate. Like, you cost your quarterback his entire season four snaps into the game, and it did not get better. And they need to run the ball more effectively as well. Lots of things that need to get fixed in Jets country on the field and behind the scenes with all the issues that they've had coming out about Robert Sala, about Nathaniel Hackett. So we'll see how things look coming up in 2024. Coming up here on the Lombardi line, ESPN's Field Yates is going to join us. We're going to discuss the combine where he thinks those top three quarterbacks are going to go and more. We'll be right back. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Baseball 
is back, and what better way to hit off the grapefruit and cactus leagues than with VSIN's free MLB betting primer? This primer will tell you how to bet on spring training and continues all season long with our VSIN experts' World Series futures analysis. Our free MLB betting primer has basic baseball betting advice for those new to betting the MLB, plus a breakdown on how to use Saber metrics for our more data driven betters. Make this your best season yet. Download the free MLB betting primer now. Again, that's for free at VSIN.com slash guide bsin.com slash guide this is the lombardi line mike palm in for michael lombardi today stormy bonantoni with you live from downtown las vegas but we're heading out to indy where the nfl combine rolls on espn's field yates joining us now at field yates on x and we're, we're having some of the big dogs hit the podium today caleb williams certainly not afraid to do things his own way not only is he not throwing at the combine but he's the first player ever not to do the medical field which is obviously very unique what's the reaction been to Caleb Williams today yeah, I'd say for the most part guys thanks for having me on by the way I'd say for the most part uh I think it's more of a reality of an, an acknowledgement from people around the NFL that the combine as we know it is not the same anymore we're going to see more and more and more of this as players are taking matters into their own hands you know when you have a deep uh, potentially complicated medical history it's important for you to have the various testing done. If you're a player like Michael Penix Jr., quarterback from Washington, who's had two ACL tears and two separate season-ending shoulder injuries, that's where the stuff like the medical really matters. But for guys who have a relatively clean bill of health or guys that have done everything you can do on tape to show what kind of prospect you are, the impact of missing out on these various portions of the combine a lot less dramatic than it would be under different circumstances. I think this event is still wonderful and integral to the NFL pre-draft process, but it's taken on new shape. And I think teams that don't acknowledge that are only fooling themselves. Field from a betting perspective, Caleb Williams, overwhelming choice after late 10 to one to go to the bears at number one. And then the market becomes interesting between two and three with Drake may and Jaden Daniels with Drake may being a slight favorite to go second to the commanders. Is the combine a place where Jaden Daniels stock will rise um, because when he runs the 40 and, and these different physical drills that they're going to do, do you think this will have an effect on the betting markets? Uh, I'd actually be surprised if Jaden does anything physical this week. I suspect that he'll uh, save all that for the uh, pro day itself. And, you know, I, uh, you know, having studied some of these betting markets over the years, I don't know that we have a great feel on these things typically this far out. So, um, I've told people this repeatedly. The only time, the only way that I'll feel really confident in one of those quarterbacks, Caleb, excuse me, uh, Jaden Daniels or Drake May being the uh, likely pick at number two is if Adam Schefter reports something. Otherwise, I'm going to continue to go with what I have felt throughout this process, which is that they're both nip and tuck for that number two overall spot in the entire draft. I mean, Jaden Daniels, so electric, dynamic runner, will immediately change the way that you can play defense. Meanwhile, Drake May is six foot four, 230 pounds, terrific arm, only 21 years old. Jaden Daniels will be 24 uh, at the end of his rookie season. So you're getting a little bit more time on your side if you're a team that values that. So um, I really feel like up until April 25th, absent some really solid reporting from uh, someone like my great colleague, Adam Schefter, I'm going to feel uncertain about how that number two pick will go. 
And, you know, to your earlier point, it's still so early in the process. But what are your thoughts on one of those top three teams potentially trading out of one of those spots for somebody trying to get up there to get a quarterback or even the Chicago Bears who do have that top overall pick right now? There's been some conversation of would a Washington really go all in and try to get up to that number one selection? Yeah, you know, I think if uh, Washington were to do that, the price would be quite prohibitive. And the only reason that you're going to move up from two to one is that you have a singular quarterback prospect that you view as the guy that can kind of change your franchise going forward. So I sort of view that as uh, Chicago would be carrying a significant amount of leverage and be able to demand a steep price for that. So um, it's definitely possible a team could trade up into the top three. Right now, though, I don't have a great sense of how likely it is or what teams that might be. I just think it's possible, but uh, truthfully, I think that um, the top three teams in this year's draft class would be most wise to simply mm-hmm. stay where they are and take a quarterback in the case of the Bears, likely Caleb Williams, and the case of the Patriots, whichever is the leftover at three, and the commanders have the tougher decision at pick number two. Field, I think the Chargers are very interesting at number five uh, with with Jim Harbaugh coming in and a philosophy on how he wants to build this team. Do you think that the Chargers will draft uh, a skill position players like like Bowers or or Romazune from from Washington? Or do you think that they are more likely to try to build uh, both sides of both lines, offensive and defensive line, and and they will draft either uh, Alt from Notre Dame or, or or Fashanu from Penn State. Yeah, I think Joe Alt's probably the player that if I were to do my mock draft 2.0 right now, I'd end up there once again. You know, we'll see. I'm sort of reading tea leaves here, but you know, the words from not just Jim Harbaugh, but also Greg Roman, their offensive coordinator, and also Joe Ortiz, their offensive—excuse me, their general manager—all you know, they all talked about physicality and talked about running the football. So I'm sort of following the lead of the powers that be out there in Los Angeles to draw me to taking an offensive tackle at pick five overall. But um, I, I think the world of Malik Neighbors and Roma Dunze is prospects and. If they don't keep Keenan Allen and or Mike Williams, wide receiver all of a sudden becomes a pretty prominent need there for the Chargers. ESPN NFL insider Field Yates joining us live on the Lombardi line. Do you have a sense of when we might get any information for Russell Wilson, for Justin Fields and and the Broncos and Bears moving off of those two players? Do you think that happens in the next week? Uh, I think Russell Wilson happens by the start of the league year, like right around it would be my guess, just because, you know, the minute you move on from him, you kind of have some clarity on the situation and you can attack free agency as a result of that. Meanwhile, with, uh, with Justin Fields, you know, I'm, I'm going to follow the lead of Ryan Poles who said, basically, we want this wrapped up sooner than later. We think we owe it to the kids. So, um, yeah, I, I think both of those are probably taking place uh, relatively soon here, if I had to guess. Field, I want to ask you about the coaching carousel that we've seen so far this offseason. What move, either from a head coaching perspective or a coordinator's perspective, has most surprised you? Um, I would say probably that neither of Bill Belichick or Mike Vrabel is a head coach, but that would be my biggest surprise. Um, just because, you know, Bill Belichick's the greatest ever in the case of Mike Vrabel, very accomplished head coach for. Uh, the Titans and somebody who I think has a real chance to be head coach and be a really good one again in future years. Have you heard anything about the 49ers and their defensive coordinator oh, search? Sure. If they're starting to hone in on who they might land? I haven't. Um, I I've, I've seen a couple of the names that they have either requested their interview or they have interviewed as of yet. But the reality for the 49ers is that 
they're not competing with anybody for a defensive coordinator. So well, I don't think this uh, search will drag on. Uh, it's not as if they need to have this wrapped up by tomorrow or the next day because whoever their top candidate is, uh, they are likely competing only against other candidates for that 49ers job. Last thing before we let you go, um, I, I was scrolling through your Twitter and obviously a lot of great content coming out of the NFL Combine and NFL <laughs> News, but nothing made me happier than seeing the truth being preached about the goat of chocolate candies in the Reese's eggs. Like oh. Reese's shapes only. It's the most important thing that takes place over the next couple months on the, uh, you know, on the retail racks out there, your various grocery stores and pharmacies. I'm with you 100%. Like, this is uh, my way of saying that, like, you ever want to talk football, I'm back anytime you want. If you agree with my Reese's take, I'm back anytime you want me on the show. Field, you're the best. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time, Thanks, and uh, especially when it's Thank so you. busy out there in Indy. It's Field Yates, everybody, Sounds NFL good. insider for ESPN. Thank you. Bye. He's great. It's so busy right now. I really appreciate him taking some time today. Reese is my favorite candy. Is it? And I'm not obsessed with the shape, the shape, this and that. See, I think there is a different chocolate to peanut butter ratio in those. And mm. I like the little extra peanut butter chunk that they give you, whether it's the heart, the egg, the tree, whatever it is. We have an HR meeting here every other Thursday. And we go over to the building there that's at the old Methodist church there on 3rd Street. And when they go, they have Reese's chilled Reese's ready for me when Ooh. I go to the meeting, the staff of the HR. Do you know what season it is right now? Girl Scout cookie season. Yeah, they're they're everywhere. Do they're you at have the supermarkets? Do you have a ranking? Your top three Girl Scout cookies. I haven't had them in a long time. What? Yeah, I haven't had. Oh, Girl it is Scout an annual tradition. In a lot long time. The thing that I'm that I most lament about sweets and things is, is that we can't get eggnog all year round. Some You're places, a big eggnog guy. Some places will have it now at Easter time. They'll have eggnog again. But so I have to search That's them out. That's very random. Oh, I love eggnog. You don't hear a lot of people. But it's painful. Eggnog because it clogs you up. So, <laughs> you know, you have to you do it with a bit of pain. You have, there's a tolerance level for how much you can drink. Valid points all around. You throw a little booze in there at the holidays, oh, oh too. Yes. Don't hate that. <laughs> but I um, I got really excited because my husband yesterday brought home some Samoas and Thin Mints. Mm, and thin mints. like, mm. yes, Samoas, thin, thin Mints and Tagalongs, I would say, are the top trio of Girl Scout cookies. Feel free to at me if you disagree, but there's it's not really a conversation at all in my mind. We are going to take a quick time out. When we come back, get into a little hockey on the Lombardi line. We're changing it up on Fridays. We're going to do one hockey segment a week. It's going to be great. Get excited. We'll be right back. More Lombardi line to come. This is the Lombardi line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Download the app and use the promo code VSIN when you sign up. V-S-I-N, DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. I keep on seeing, Mike, just the weirdest quotes that are coming out of the combine. And I know that, like, there's only so many standard questions that reporters can ask these prospects, but someone asked Caleb Williams if birds are real. Whatever the conversation starter was with Tyler Owens yesterday that led to him saying he doesn't believe in space. Well, there's a lot of weird stuff that's happening in Indy right now. I'd look at some of these reporters. What do they know? I mean, this is crazy. Who cares? Who cares? Like, are they trying to do how how in the meetings some of the like coaches and scouts would ask weird questions to try to see how the prospects handled it? Is that what they're trying to do? I don't know. It's weird to me. 
I guess you have to t- find some entertainment value out of it, but it doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, and that's, uh, I mean, Field Yates talked about it in the last segment. It's not what it used to be, yeah. these combines. Yeah, it's changing a lot. And to, to his point, though, like, I wonder how much longer we're going to see this the way that it is. Because even the medical evaluations, I know Caleb Williams isn't doing it, the first player ever not to. But, like, that's the one, like, biggest complaint I feel like players have coming out is how long the medical evaluations take and that they're unnecessary because all the teams do their individual checks as well. It's, it's a valid point. And a lot of this stuff is, is redundant. And, and what do we want it to look like going forward? Well, let's get into a little NHL today. Um, I, you know, highs and lows so far since I've been getting back into betting hockey. Did well with the Leafs yesterday, but lost on Vegas. So that was a little bit disappointing. Nick Alberga came on the show yesterday. He said, take Austin Matthews for an anytime goal, which has been the play lately. He had two games without a goal, bounced back yesterday. But for that game, Mike, I was so annoyed Mm. because Vegas goes down three, nothing in the first period. And so at that point, I'm just like, okay, I'm a loser. Yes, in hockey, anything can happen, but whatever. The Bruins just look like they're at a different pace tonight, and so you move on. But then Vegas reels you back in, and they bring it all the way back. They end up tying it late in the fourth period, in the third period, 4-4. And I'm in. I'm back in. I think this is alive, but they can't complete the rally. And like nothing, and there's nothing I feel like I hate more than that, than thinking a bet is done and just chalking it up to a loser, but being reeled back into thinking I have a chance and they can't finish. I hate they it. it. They tied it 3-3, and then they tied it 4-4, and it was kind of a crazy goal off Hill's shoulder from a short angle there and, and, and all of that. Yeah, I thought the game was over, and then I re-engaged with it once they got back to tied. Yeah, you could have saved a, an hour yeah. and a half if, if they wouldn't have made the rally. I, I thought Nick Alberga, and I and I said to Stephanie, I'd love to have Nick Alberga on on Friday, and she said, oh. Uh, Get him yesterday. Yeah. We, can, we can bring yeah, that moving move, forward, though, move if, you, him, if you would around. like him to be on I Fridays. Like I like the Muzzy a lot. I'm surprised he didn't give out Alex Kerfoot to score a goal coming back to Toronto, because I know he was tweeting about how everybody was excited and the whole the production team there was getting ready to reintroduce him. I mean, it's all this old home coming here. I mean, the, the Blackhawks had their biggest crowd of the year to, you know, to, to welcome back Kane and Chalios and all that. I mean, that's that's the highlights for some of these teams. And then Kerfoot scored their first goal on a shorty in the second period. But uh, moving on to tonight, I'm going to stay with the theme that you had last night. I was also on Maple Leafs puck line and play the Senators tonight. 14 in a row. The dogs of Phoenix have lost. Coyotes just in a real funk and they've had the lead in several of those games and blown it. For me, though, I've tried to focus more on when Vigmelka's in goal than Ingram. I think there's a decided difference and not that Corpusalo's been great for the Senators, but this team is reeling and now they have to play a back-to-back on the road in Canada. Um, I don't hate the puck line here plus a dollar 25 with the senators but i i went on head and laid the price at a dollar 90 here in fading phoenix yeah i'm not sure how i'm gonna play the side yet but it's whatever it would be it would be senators whether it's puck line regulation or just a money line bet the minus 125 the price for senators and regulation but not only is it the second half of a back-to-back with travel but it's their third game in four days, fourth and six. Like, I do think that that type of stuff adds up. Um, they're a bad road team under normal conditions, let alone that. And to your point about Vizmelka, he is allowed four plus goals in 15 of his 22 games. That is 
very bad for people that don't typically watch hockey. That is awful. And in his last five starts, a 4.98 goals against average and an 8.62 save percentage. And if there's one thing that Ottawa can do reliably, it's score. So I feel like just a lot of the things are coming up here, even with the Senators' recent issues, that they'll be able to score without issue here against the Coyotes, who are just, they have not won a game since January 22nd. Pretty hard to believe. They had Colorado beat, what was it, last Sunday in Colorado? They had a one-goal lead three different times on them and ended up losing that game 4-3. Um, to three. Uh, And then there's only three games. Obviously, the NHL is, is very, it's a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday league, right? And the Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sundays are their off days where they only have anywhere from two to five games. Three games tonight. I also play the other game that starts at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific, and you know I'm an under player. This Sam Erson has been really quietly been terrific for the Flyers uh, with Hart out and has kept them in a playoff position. I mean, they'd be the three seed in the Metro if it started today. Um, I'm going to take the first period under Urson against Kemper tonight in the nation's capital against Washington. That's one and a half, your standard line uh, at even money is the best price I found in the market on under one and a half first period. Capitals have been a very profitable first period under team for okay. me this year. You, you made a statement now that you're getting back into hockey betting. Do you really go away from it during the NFL season? You're still yeah. betting. Are I you mean, not betting I, hockey I bet every day? It, I bet it occasionally and I watch the Golden Knights all the time, yeah. right? But for me, like as far as the big picture league stuff, like I'm very much so just delving into it. I follow any futures that I have early on in the year and watch Vegas and that's about my limit just because I'm so in with traveling for college football and having to be in the know in that. And then our show is all NFL all the time during the season. So there's just not really, I don't think there's enough space in my brain for more, you know, it just happens like that sometimes with, with that game. I I don't have anything tonight, but it is interesting for two teams that like the flyers recently, their expected goals are like much. What's the word I'm looking for? They're, They're significantly lower than what they would be. And Washington's defense is so much better than what they've allowed lately that despite the way that they've played the last couple games specifically, like this feels like more of an under type of a game. I think that's why we see the total in this game, six versus six and a half juice to the over in the other two games. It just feels like it would be that. So that makes sense for your first period bet also. I mean, the Caps coughed up eight goals in Detroit on Tuesday. That's not what their defense is normally. So anything in Devils Ducks, they're laying a big number, minus 250 in Anaheim. Ducks plus 205 total in that one, six and a half. Yeah, too big. Uh, Ducks win last night uh, in San Jose. So they're coming off the back-to-back. The the price is just, to me, is a runaway. I mean, if you you had, I had to play something here, I would look 278 at DraftKings. I would look at the dog, but I'm not interested in Dostel off the back-to-back for the Ducks. So I passed on that game. Interesting, of course, the full slate tomorrow uh, in the NHL. Very interesting games. Um, I think this race in the Central is fascinating with Dallas, Winnipeg, and, and Colorado all right there, separated by only a few points. And both of the other two have games in hand on Dallas. That was a big win, I thought, for Dallas against Winnipeg. Now Winnipeg goes from Dallas for the early game tomorrow um, to play Carolina. A big game for the Red Wings, who had their win streak broken. Florida comes to town. I honestly thought... Florida was a fluke last year as the eighth seed, and I thought you could They're take a favorite a, now. <laughs> I thought you could take a position against them that they they had a shot not to make the playoffs this year. I think Paul Maurice has done a terrific job, but Brofsky's playing as well as he has since he's come to South Florida. So that's a big game um, tomorrow for Detroit as well. I would I would look at that total under if you get if you're looking at a six, um, and this 
Then just a general theme here is how well Nashville's played. I think that was their sixth in a row. A big game last night against Minnesota. They gave up the first goal, then scored the next five. Take a look at the Predators. They, they might be a thorn in people's side heading into the playoffs in the West. That prop that you guys have have up at Circa right now, country to win the cup. Yeah. I looked at it this morning and it was minus 265. And then I checked it before we started the show today and it was minus 280. So people keep betting so USA bet over day. Canada. Yeah, but you know, at one time it, it, when Edmonton and Toronto got off to the slow starts, you know, that got over $5. Mm-hmm. And then it's been as low as minus 225. So it moves because people are betting it. I, it's a great idea that Jeff Davis had. And, it, you know, you get a lot of... Um, national pride for the for the northern side a team north of the border trying to win a first one since i was one year old (laughs) (laughs) that's the way i put things into context right now it's been a hot minute what futures do you have in pocket right now what are you looking for preseason i bet uh the kings at 26 to 1 which they started terrific it got down to like 12 to 1 then they go through that swoon they fire mcclelland and now they've picked it back up again nice win last night in vancouver i think that's the first time those teams met all year strange for division foes um so they they look like they have a little bit of hope again and then i added as i mentioned a couple weeks ago calgary at 150 to 1 just because i thought markstrom was rounding back into shape and if they can make the playoffs you can make money on the ticket already my fear is that they deal him before the trade deadline if somebody offers them a load so a uh, haul for him so but they've won three in a row now they they have a, they've had some time off they get pittsburgh pittsburgh just got shut out last night um in seattle they get uh, a big game against pittsburgh they have a road trip though that's going to be very tough coming up next week if they if they have a five game stretch they probably need to win three out of the five and that, that's a good reminder too what you said about the trade deadline one week from today the nhl deadline so keep an eye on all of these rosters and guys who might be sitting might be on the move um really important stuff that can come out of some of those morning skates we're going to step aside when we wrap things up here on the Lombardi line, does Palm have a qualm? It's going to be fun. Trust me. We'll be right back. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Put the VEASAN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a VEASAN Pro subscription. Sign up on the VEASAN Pro annual subscription today. You'll get your first year for only $199 instead of the usual $240. All you have to do is use that promo code Lombardi. Get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do for an entire year. That includes our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. Betting systems, premium analysis, and 24-7 video access. Plus our upcoming March Madness betting guide with best bets for every game and round of the tournament. Remember to use that promo code Lombardi. That'll get you your first year of VEASAN Pro access for $199. Sign up today. VEASAN.com slash subscribe is how you do it. We're wrapping things up here on the Lombardi line live from Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Stormy Bonantoni and Mike Palm with you as we get set for would Palm have a qualm? So I'm going to throw a few of these bets at you. Most of them longer shots and just get a feel for is it something that you could get on board with or if it makes you physically ill and you have a qualm? <laughs> Feeling oh, that's good? A little well, you're extreme. already, that's a, little, you're already extreme. a little sick though right now, so maybe you hate all of them. This is a little extreme of the physically ill. I mean, qualm, A state of qualm, mild nausea. Qualm, mild is the key word. <laughs> qualm means slight misgiving. Well, let's see what you got. This first one is a is shorter odds, but we've talked a lot about the combine and the NFL draft coming up in April. There are props up for not only who's going to go number one, number two, number three, but exact order. Would you have a qualm to see Williams, May, Daniels go one, two, three, plus one eighty is the price. I would reverse Daniels and May and get that price. That's two to one. Yeah. I thought I was going to say north of two to one. I think that's the way people are going to bet it because when you have such a prohibitive, either they're just going to bet number two or they're going to bet this trifecta. I know different books will offer top five, you know, obviously longer odds, top four, top five, creative ways to bet the draft. I don't disagree, disagree with it, but I would do the other side of it and take and take the two to one or take Daniels to go second to the to the commanders. What I'm most intrigued by with the quarterback market is what the over under for like position of J.J. McCarthy is going to be. Mm. Where is it at right now? Do they have it out there? Not at, not out right now. What do you think it will be? You think it will be mid-teens? I'm hoping so, because if the steam and like the talk about this kid is legit, I'd love to take an under on under, it. So under I'm very 15 curious. and a half, 14 would be great. and a half. Mm. Would be great. I think, I mean, if the, he's he's similar to Drake May in the way that there's just complete difference of opinion very on him one way or another. polarized exactly. opinions. Uh, how about coach of the year market? Matt Eberflus to win coach of the year, 18 to one. I have a huge qualm with that. <laughs> but this guy, this guy barely held on to his job. When we went to Chicago, when we opened up Circus Sports. That's what would make it that much more special Circa, if the Bears were great. Circus Sports, Illinois. We opened it up like the opening was actually the day before that Thursday night game where they won their first game against the Commanders. Like I went out there talking to people about Justin Fields, like, and like they didn't, they, they want to talk about Eberflus. They hope they lose so they can get rid of this Eberflus. Like people were all in against Eberflus. My thing is, like, if the Bears are bad again this year, even with their, they're just going to be back in the same vicious cycle. Like when they had Matt Nagy and they draft Justin Fields and have him for a year, it doesn't work out. Then you've got a whole new group and batch of people mm-hmm. that are trying to develop this quarterback and ultimately fail. You're going to put, that's why I didn't agree with maintaining Eberflus this year. Just start fresh with a whole new regime, I feel like, and you bring in a quarterback versus a retread of Eberflus, who the defense played better the back half of the year. But other than that, what really was there, especially if you're moving on from fields. Yeah, that that's true. But I, I didn't know that, you know, f- from the perspective 
of the cohesiveness of the team and the game management. Now you can argue the defense, which he was brought in in Indianapolis and they were a bend but don't break. They had a very good run defense last year. I don't know what the Bears would have to do for him to be coach of the year. Like they would have to almost win the division, right? I, I would think so. I think it's an uphill battle and you've got both the Lions and the Packers ahead of you. I don't like this bet at 18 to 1. You'd have to, you'd have to be probably north of 35 to 1 for me to not have a qualm. Puka Nakua chose a bad year to be a rookie. I feel like any other year he would have been rookie of the year, but C.J. Stroud was fantastic. Would you have a qualm with Puka Nakua to maintain that level of success, maybe improve on it, and be offensive player of the year? 30-1 to 1 is the price for the wideout. I don't, have, I don't have a qualm with that bet. I think this guy's extremely, extremely talented. What he did as a rookie uh, was groundbreaking, um, and he, he's been certainly so reliable. Can Stafford keep up this this level of play um, to keep him going to the next level? Um, you could hope so. He was he maintained being healthy, so I'm high on Puka Nakua. I think he's really really good too. I, that market is just it's tough. There's a lot of really really talented people that could be in the wheelhouse. I feel like to your earlier point about Kirk Cousins, if he could be MVP, that could open the door for Justin Jefferson if he stays healthy. He was tremendous in the games that he was able to be out there on the field this year. Plus 650 is his price. Would Palm have a qualm on a bet for the Chiefs to miss the playoffs? I feel like you need more than plus 230, but that's what that number is for Kansas City. Um... Yeah, I would probably need four to one, yeah. maybe north of that. I mean, your point about your point about um, the coach uh, in Reed and Mahomes and what they get done, no matter what the weapons they are, and the job Spagnola's done, and they locked him up. I think, you know, I don't see it in the AFC. They'd have to have a tremendous fall off uh, for them not to even be one of the top seven teams in the conference. So yeah, I think this is too short. I have a qualm with this. <laughs> They're. And they just win the division every freaking year. Like until someone knocks them off, I feel like even if you're laying a number in the division, you just keep betting that I'd be stunned if they weren't able to find a way to make the postseason. Every awards market right now in the NHL is an odds on number with the exception of the Hart Trophy. So the league MVP for the National Hockey League. Austin Matthews is the favorite, followed by Nate McKinnon, Nikita Kucherov, and Nikita Kucherov and Connor McDavid. McDavid is four to one. Would you have a qualm placing that bet on the Oilish star? I think it's too far for him to go here because of Matthews and the record setting pace. And I just still think McKinnon's the best player in the game. And I think Colorado will probably be the one seed in the West when it's all said and done. So I, uh, you know, we have high th- thoughts and it's a four, a four person race, right? It's only those four. And then it goes a million to one uh, after that. I'm exaggerating. Obviously, yeah. it's 50 to one. But uh, with Kucherov being the fourth one, I do have a qualm with McDavid at four to one. McKinnon, like still has the narrative standpoint of he's the one of those four that hasn't won it before. Um, and Austin Matthews, it's interesting. There was an article up at ESPN today that was going through the sportsbook liability on Austin Matthews for this award. He opened 12 to one, was as far as 14 to one. But then earlier this month, he scores those back-to-back hat tricks, has 10 goals in five games, and his odds shorten all the way to what they are now at plus 195. ESPN bet, FanDuel, DraftKings, every sportsbook seems to have the most liability on Austin Matthews right now to win the award. Yeah. On pace for 73 goals. It's it's incredible what he's done and i think that storyline uh will dominate but i don't think it can be any either anyone outside of the top two here mckinnon or matthews is it what about 
for the Vesna. Connor Hellebuck, minus 280, odds on favorite right now. Would you have a qualm with Aiden Hill? 18 to 1. Aiden Hill's a very quiet, quietly putting up these numbers. I don't but think he hasn't any, played enough games, right? I don't think anybody's really talking about him. I don't think there's been that great of a variance with Thompson. Um, I don't like it. I think it's too short. I have a qualm with it. I think Bobrovsky is interesting at 16 to 1. I think Hellbuck's too short. I would never bet Hellbuck at minus 260. I don't think he has it locked up, but Hill to me, no, not at 18 to 1. If you wanted me to bet Hill, I'd have to probably get 50 to 1. Uh, BR Betting posted hypothetical worst U.S. airport odds. Do you have a qualm? Because I do. With Vegas being considered a bottom three airport. It was San Francisco, the shortest shot to be the worst airport in the country, followed by Denver and Vegas. It doesn't make any sense to me. I have At a all. big qualm with that. It, sh it should be a top 10, not a bottom three airport. Uh, you travel more, obviously, 100 million times more than I do. Is, does well, so you, I was going to say, maybe I'm biased because I have it down to a science, but I think that the Vegas airport is very easy to navigate. I do, too. I mean, no matter where you're flying out of, it's, it's easy routes. The transit is easy. How um, is LAX? LAX wasn't in the top seven yeah, that they had my out wife here. Had, my wife has to go through there when she goes home. It's a disaster every time she goes. LAX is awful. Orlando wasn't in these yeah, odds. Told, it's abysmal. Me. All the Disney people. It is crazy. The transportation there is not good. And there's all the Disney people. It is so busy and so swamped all the time. I don't care for Atlanta. I agree with DIA being one of the shorter shots because it's, it's this massive airport. And they always only have one section of security open. So it's one long line, which How makes no Kennedy? sense to me. How about Kennedy? Is Kennedy in the top it list is not. the worst? No. It is not. We have San Francisco, Denver, Vegas, Fort Lauderdale, Newark, DFW, Philadelphia. I have missed more connections at DFW in the last three years than I've missed at any other airport for the duration of my life. I cannot stand DFW. I got snowed in in Denver once on a Frontier flight and had to stay there like 36 hours. So I no. don't have a fond memory, but I don't know if it's the airport's no. fault. Our first... Mike Palm and Stormy Bonatoni Friday. This was fun. Yeah, we'll go all the way through the summers with it. Does Palm have a qualm? And we get our NHL talk in, <laughs> which is always fun. That's a wrap for today's edition of the Lombardi Line. Keep it locked right here, though. Coming up next on VSIN, Patrick Maher and the Sharp Money crew. We'll see you next week. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Yeah. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.